everyone, welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, empower, and encourage women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Ms. Sophia Ana Ortiz, and she is an intuitive business coach and mentor. And we already had one of the best conversations before this podcast, so I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, I was like, okay, we got to stop. We got to give some of the people some of this juicy flavor that we're talking about. So, hey, Sophia, how are you doing today? Hey, Maya, I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me. That's great. That's great. So I want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do. Sure. So I am an intuitive business coach and purpose mentor. So essentially what I do is I help women build strategy that turns passion projects into profitable revenue streams. And I know that there's a lot of women right now who are going through deep transitions that are really having a, an awakening intuitively and are, you know, needing to align with their purpose and, and turn their passion projects into something that they can support themselves with. So that's where I come in. I help build business strategy and help women get from just a, a dream and turn that into a revenue stream. I love it. I love it. So, you know, along your journey, I kind of want to jump right into it. Um, you know, being able to help women to see that their passions can turn into profitable and in profitable income. Where do you see the biggest struggle? Because I know as women, we have a lot of self-limiting beliefs and sometimes we feel like, you know, we're not worth something. So where do you see the biggest problem? Is it the mindset or just the fact that they may not want to do it or what do you, what yeah. do you see the biggest problem? So this is really interesting. This is something that I come across a whole lot because essentially what my job and what many other coaches jobs is just to be the handholding to get you from one side to the other, because I'm a hundred percent convinced, at least with my clients, they come to me with 95% of the equation. They've got all the key ingredients. They just need to figure out how to organize them in order to execute and build profitable strategies. And so, and this is something that I go back to every single time I, I ask myself this question because it's a question I revisit all the time. What is it that's stopping them? And there's this statistic that I came across that I found really interesting that when men apply for jobs, they'll apply for jobs that they feel only about 60% qualified for, and they'll just send it and go for it. But when women apply for jobs, they won't even touch an application until they feel 100% qualified for that position. And there's a lot of things that we could talk about, you know, societally that could come into this, but without getting into the, the nitty gritty and tearing apart <laughs> all the societal kind of structures that go into our belief system here, there's tons of stuff we could go on for hours, but it's about addressing that in the threat moments where we're vulnerable of putting our dreams aside, because those are the moments that really cool shit happens. We either take mm -hmm. off or we decide to put it off another five, mm -hmm. five days, five weeks, five months, five years. And then 10 years later, we look back and we're like, why didn't we do this? And it's because of those key, key moments. So that's, that's really where I see my role is, identifying women who have those those you know that fire in their belly they're ready to go but they just need to figure out how to put the pieces together and feel more ready to take that step and we as women feel more ready when we're with other women who are supportive and who are doing the same thing who have been there who have done that 
And I mean, I know I needed that. I know the women around me needed that. So I'm just here to create that for the people that I work with. Most definitely. I love that. And, you know, there are so many different factors that play a part in us, our self-limiting beliefs and just feeling like we're not worth um, those different things. And a lot of times we're more qualified than the men to be doing these things. So that's the tip right there. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, going through this, it's like, how do we change that? How do we change our beliefs? How do we change something that has been, I guess, taught and, you know, drilled in our minds for generations after generation? Um, what is the steps to changing that for us? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a really good question. And the first thing that comes to mind is approaching this because as women in general, when we when you walk into a room full of other women, there's this kind of process that we go through where we first, we're, we're timid, we're kind of shy, where we got to hype ourselves up to be able to walk into a room and be like, okay, you know, I don't know anyone, I don't know anything. And after moving 18 times, this is something that, that I've practiced a whole lot and like gone mm-hmm. and, and gone through that process. But so we go from this kind of timidness to walking into a room and feeling like a perceived threat almost and a perceived Mm -hmm. judgment. And a lot of that judgment comes from within. We experience what we project. And Mm -hmm. so when you're feeling judgment and when you're feeling fear and when we're feeling this kind of immediate snap towards competition, Mm -hmm. I think that first of all, going from within, being aware of our intuition, being aware of Mm -hmm. of our emotional state in a way that turns us from a threatened kind of uh, posture to an empowered posture Mm -hmm. helps us to empower others as well and Mm -hmm. feel comfortable and feel ready to take whatever next steps there are. And I think that there's an awareness right now, especially with the pandemic going on, that we're all human. We all Mm -hmm. go through shit. And when women see other women that are supportive, that are empowered, that are using mm-hmm. powerful language that are showing each other and opening the door for each other rather than you know buying into this mentality of scarce scarcity or that we're not mm-hmm. good enough or that we're not powerful enough or that we're not qualified enough or haven't had 25 years experience to be able to validate mm-hmm. that you want to do something from your heart like that's when powerful things happen so i think mm-hmm. it it really truly does start from within mm-hmm. but in order to be able to make that kind of transition we have to be surrounded by other empowered women and other people who are, are you know, familiar with the journey that we want to go on. Mm-hmm. Most definitely just understanding what it is that we want to do. Like we spoke about earlier before the podcast, um, finding yourself and finding what it is that truly gives you fulfillment is an active journey. It's not something that just comes and just hits you in the face. Like you may think it's like that, but truly it's an active journey where you're just kind of discovering yourself. And I think a lot of women don't do that because a lot of, you know, our lives are kind of planned out for us or set for us or this different standards that we have to meet, the different, you know, roles that we have to play a lot of things are already kind of set in stone for us when not in reality, it doesn't have to be like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think just being able to kind of uncondition yourself to the societal norms 
kind of allows you to explore more, explore within yourself, explore why you're feeling this way, explore what you want to do and be able to express those feelings and be able to enact upon them. So I think it definitely, yeah, I agree. It starts from within. Um, so let us know a little bit more about how you came across this career path for yourself, how you've been, been able to start helping women um, in your space and how you transitioned to this space. Yeah. So one thing I want to, I want to mention right before we get into this, because our conversation before this was amazing about that, yes. that last key ingredient, which is, as you said, taking action and turning all of, all of that into the final ingredient, which is that action step and mm -hmm. acknowledging that we have a whole lot more control and power when we're mm -hmm. from an empowered space, making decisions and taking action than we right. do when we're, you know, following those step-by-step -step little little ladders or checking the boxes off of the list like I did when I was getting into <laughs> my career stuff. So, so a little bit about, you know, where I, where I came from, how I fell my, or found myself in this position now. So um, I grew up in a military family. It was mm -hmm. very traditional. I grew up with two parents who I perceived as superheroes. They told me that I could do and be anything that I wanted to be, but I also perceived this safety within this, uh, this environment. I had mom and dad both in the military, which meant, you know, secure living. We had to move all the time. So that was the only thing that was, was very different from most people's lives is we, we moved every two years. So I'm on move number 18 or 19 now. I have to kind of think back and, and mm -hmm. count all the, the stops. But I also grew up with a very specific structure where I felt like uh, as long as I check off the, the, the boxes on my to-do list, on the next step list, or on that path that was kind of laid out, I was absolutely going to go and graduate from high school. I was definitely going to go to college. I was definitely going to get my master's. I was definitely going to, you know, get a good job and, and you know, what was considered externally to be a safe job and make sure that I had a safety net involved and um, and so on and so forth. So I became what I like to say, queen chameleon. I could, you know, fall into any, any position or any place and kind of make it work. But what I didn't learn doing that is that I had a choice. I had a choice in what I wanted to do and what, what, mm -hmm. you know, what my purpose was. Um, mm -hmm. And I thought that maybe one day as, you know, when I hit the next mark, I remember also thinking this at my quinceanera when I turned 15, that a bolt of lightning was going to come down and strike me and show me my purpose. It was going to be like, oh you know what, like, this is what you're meant to do. You finally made it. You're, a, you're an official woman now, like mm -hmm. go, you know, go forth and conquer. But that didn't happen. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe at, maybe in high school, then I'll know, then I'll know. As long as I graduate, I get that, like that graduation certificate, then I'll know what I'm meant to do. And graduation comes around and I'm like, okay, still hasn't happened. So I'm like, okay, well, that means I have to go, you know, do the next step, go graduate mm -hmm. from college. So I did that, nothing. And then I got a master's degree thinking that that was the end, no, nothing and so on and so forth. And this mm -hmm. is something that I think plays out for many of us who are especially driven, who, who, you know, feel like we do have something, something deeper to do, but we don't know what that is. And we don't know how to connect with it. And we don't know how, what, what it is really, because we mm -hmm. don't, learn to ask ourselves tough questions. Mm -hmm. So um, summarizing everything else that happened, I found myself in this corporate corporate position, um, working overseas, 
And I thought by the, by the description of the job, it was my dream job. It was like everything. It was the, the made it, you know, position. And, and I'm sitting there feeling miserable. I'm like, mm. why do I feel miserable? And it was because I never learned to ask what, I, what it is I'm meant to do. What do I want to do? What, what are my gifts and how can they translate to help other people's lives, make other people's lives better? Selling, you know, X amount of wine cases was not going to do it for me. And especially in the environment that was not full of empowered women. It was not full of examples of people that I wanted to be like. And, you know, and I just, I came to this realization as the global pandemic was rolling around. So I'm rolling into the next ideal job, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and um, COVID swooped in and canceled everything. Sent me back to the States. I evacuated in March um, and I found myself filing for unemployment and was like, you know, what am I going to do in this moment of scarcity? Like, there's no way that I'm, I'm going to make this work. Like what's going to happen in my career? So on and so forth. All these fears that I'm not the only one who has experienced during this pandemic. I know there's so many people who have gone through this. Um, and I found myself un- or not qualified to receive any unemployment because I didn't make enough in my current or my previous job. Mm-hmm. So that was another blow. And I'm like, holy crap, like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And um, then I got this moment of clarity that was just like, girl, this is the moment that you've been waiting for. This mm-hmm. is this is the reason, the ultimate reason to finally start your dream job that I had like written down on bar napkins. Like when I was, you know, whenever I had an idea, I had journals full of, you know, like, if one day uh, in 10 years, when I feel qualified enough, I can make it happen, I'll start my dream business. And so, um, so anyway, uh, fast forward, I now am four months into my brand new business and have, you know, this, the, the money I think is a side effect, but have made more than I've ever made in four months in my entire life previously, I'm working with women who are amazing women who are also going through transition, who are starting businesses, executing with with killer strategy and turning their passion projects within six weeks into fully functioning businesses. Mm -hmm. And just like, there's not anything more to be said than listen to your intuition, like Mm -hmm. listen to your intuition and take action. Like Mm -hmm. there's no better time. There's no perfect time either. Um, Mm -hmm. And it took, you know, a jarring wake up call. Thank thank the universe for that. Because (laughs) I I don't know what I would be doing. I do know what I would be be doing. I would Mm -hmm. still be stuck in a miserable job. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. Like, I think this time has been a wake up call for all of us to just realize what it is that we actually want to do. Um, try things. I think that's the biggest thing. A lot of people have not have been a, not been afraid to actually try things, and that's where we get kind of hooked up um, on where we want to be in life. We're afraid to try and explore and do different things. We're um, afraid of risk, and uh, you know, this is a time of risk. Honestly, what else is there to do? Um, but I do want to go back to the point that you made about you know. Sometimes a lot of people think that maybe some person's flaw or something that, you know, they wouldn't consider themselves doing, like, for instance, you moving all of these years, moving every two years, some people may consider that, 
um, instability or, you know, I don't know if I can do that because I have to make friends all over and how am I going to live and da, 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 all of those different things that they project. But in turn, it's become one of your biggest assets and one of your biggest um, strong suits just because you're able to adapt and be able to see all these different cultures. You're able to kind of connect with so many different people on different levels where others aren't able to do that because they're so used to being in that one space. So I think that's an important put, um, part to touch on as well. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up because it's something too, as a child, I struggled with a lot. I always felt that it was the biggest weakness and that was the, the worst part about me and about my life and this and that. And it really is about turning those things, the things that we, we beat ourselves up about the most into right. our superpowers. And each and every one of us have that in some way, shape, or form. That one thing that we always go back to that we're so hard on ourselves for. Yes. And when you realize that it's a gift and that it's unique to you mm -hmm. and that it could be your secret sauce, like you've got a, a full formula that you can execute from then on that that is now comfortable. It's not mm -hmm. something because it's intrinsic to you. If you're constantly mm -hmm. fighting it, it's like it's like trying to to you know put someone else's pants on and expecting them to fit. But then when you find that one pair of jeans that just like fits and hugs your body the right way, and you're like, oh my mm -hmm. god, this has been this is the this is the pair of jeans mm -hmm. that I need for forever. Like you you finally feel comfortable in your own skin, and you're like, you know what, I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am you know capable and strong and intelligent, and I have this ability to share with other women. I think women who realize that they're beautiful and capable and strong and can share with other women, mm -hmm. it removes all of that, you know, threat posturing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of shoots us into this empowerment zone where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, there is no risk of sharing your light. There is no risk of, you know, inspiring someone. You don't lose anything by it. And in mm -hmm. fact, you're even more unique by owning your superpowers rather than resisting them to the point where I you're agree. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. And I think it's important because, you know, human beings, it's our human nature to be competitive. But I feel like, you know, women have an even more competitive like sense to them. I don't know. Because sometimes we feel like, you know, we're not supposed to share things with others or, and, you know, it doesn't help us as a community. It doesn't help us at all to grow, to expand, or to be able to receive the rights that we, we um, you know, we um, deserve. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I couldn't get that word out. <laughs> no, definitely. Like, you're, you're so right. And I talk a lot with my clients about the difference between instinct and intuition. Mm -hmm. Instinct wants us to, to survive, mm -hmm. and intuition wants us to thrive. And mm -hmm. it's this difference between literally a physiological like reaction mm -hmm. for survival and intuition which is a guidance from within or from whatever belief system that you use it appears in so many different ways but mm -hmm. a deeper sense of purpose and being and so however however that appears the the difficulty is that instinct presents itself at the same way as intuition does when when we're in this fear space and so no matter what say that we're facing a bear you're you're getting the full adrenaline rush you've got mm -hmm. you know 
this reaction in your body and you have the same reaction when you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Let's say that you have a fear of public speaking or something along those lines. You get the mm -hmm. same physiological reaction. And so it's difficult to, to distinguish what really is a threat and what's perceived as a threat. And I think that what, you're right. Women have this really visceral um, tendency and, and you know reflex for survival because mm -hmm. that's what our purpose is biologically is to survive and protect and nurture and mm -hmm. we do that mama bear is is called mama bear for a reason right mm -hmm. um and so when we realize that opportunities for growth and opportunities for collaboration with other women and opportunities for supporting mm -hmm. other people and those kinds of things don't belong in the in, uh, instinct zone they mm -hmm. belong in the intuitive and the growth zone mm -hmm that's mm -hmm. kind of the shift where empowerment starts to happen. And it's something we practice. It's not comfortable always. It's not, no, you know, not all the time. <laughs> it's a space that you have to grow into, um, something that you have to become comfortable within yourself. And it's like practicing something. It's like, you know, you got to get that muscle movement going on to just be like, okay, I'm comfortable in this space. I know how to do this. I know who I am. I know who I want, all of those things. So if you had to say one thing to women and young girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? I would say, listen to intuition, practice listening to intuition. And you've got mm -hmm. that little voice in, in the back of your head that's saying, girl, you can do this, or you, you're inspired by something, or you feel that energy or that little kind of spark inside. Listen right. to it, take note of it, pay attention to it and welcome it because we scare ourselves sometimes when we, when we get in touch with intuition, but listen to it and then translate it and see how you can take action because okay. it's that last ingredient. I love that we talked about that because it really is. We listen to these signs all the time, but then we put them away in the right. We don't trust our gut. It's, it's there for a reason. It's there for a reason. We know it. We know it all just from the gut. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we know what's right. We know what's wrong. So um, I do want to give you the opportunity before we close out to allow the audience to know if they want to reach you for services or just want to follow your journey. How can I do that? Absolutely. So the best way to reach me is through Instagram where you can find me at Sophia, S-O-F-I-A underscore underscore A-L-M-A, Sophia Alma. And my company is called Alma Empowerment. We're at the beginning of our journey, so we don't have our website quite up yet but you can contact me directly through Instagram or through my Facebook that you can find me at Sophia. Um, and I think it's Alma Empowerment um, after Sophia for, for the Facebook, but Instagram is probably the best. I love it. Love it. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your inspiration with us today. I'm sure it has helped so many people, inspired so, so many women to grow and you just continue doing your work and shining your light on women around the world. Um, we did enjoy having you here today. We enjoyed having all of our guests tune in. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. Once again, this is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.